Happy New Year, my beautiful sisterhood. I hope you are here and you're listening and wherever you are is fantastic. And that's what I'm going to talk about here in a minute. We're going to talk a little bit about where are you right now in this first week in January? Where do you want to be? And how it's okay to not just jump right in yet. Like you don't have to have everything all put together. But before we get started, and I'm also going to read something that I wrote and it's going to support this whole message of something that has really um, changed in my life of instead of really focusing on the new me or the better version of me, grow and, and let that blossom, but also how can I untie and unbecome the things that I just don't want anymore? And how can I shed that stuff? And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to read to you a very sweet, vulnerable letter that I wrote after a personal experience that I had. So before we get into it, I do want to thank you for all the reviews. Thank you for reaching out, saying that you're interested in the upcoming coaching and programs that are coming up. Continue to do that. Let me know your interest. We're working on behind the scenes, getting something ready, hopefully for February, mid-February for y'all, because that's what I thought. I thought, well, you know, do I need to like jump right in January? And I was like, no, like I'm not even ready. I have truly allowed myself to have some space this week. You'll notice I haven't been as active on any social media, which y'all know that's not my main thing. Anyway, I enjoy checking in and I want to be more active in our personal group this year. And I will. I'm committing to doing that. But I think it's just time to continue to take space. I mean, good gracious, our kids just went to school this week. Mine just went back yesterday. So continue listening, continue growing, reach out with any questions. And if you haven't, written a review yet and given it five stars, the podcast, please scroll down and do that. If you're listening on Apple, it's super simple. That's where this show continues to get out and the message spreads because they show it to more listeners as they put in those keywords. And I just got an email today from a woman saying, hey, I somehow found your podcast by the grace of God. And I you're saying what I'm feeling and I'm struggling. Can you help me? So this is what I'm here for. And I want y'all to know that you're not alone. I get emails like that almost weekly now of you saying, Hey, I am feeling everything you're saying. I can tell that you've been there. Help me. I don't know what to do next. I've tried for the gazillionth time. I thought I could do it on my own. I thought I could just pray more or go to church more or just believe more or willpower more. And I've realized it's not working. What do I do next? And so that's what I'm here for to help you and guide you along the way and let you move forward to being set free, my friend. All right. Enjoy the episode. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking, even when you told yourself you would stop waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3am with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself. You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found and I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch 
or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, I just want to talk a little bit about the new year and how we tend to put a little pressure on ourselves. And I'm really going to try to keep this short and simple for you. If you have a word of the year, awesome. If you don't, that's okay too. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, that's okay too. For the last few years, I have really just gotten to a place where I wanted something to really focus on and be intentional about with each year whether it be inside of my life, my business, or whatever. But it's not just something we just want to pick lightheartedly. If you do want to do a word of the year, you really want to take some time and sit with it. So I don't even have mine official yet, but it's just something that I'm praying about and I'm thinking about. And I kind of have a few that I feel like the Lord's leading me, but I think that's what it boils down to. Like when you sit and go, Lord, what is it that you really want from me this year? And what kind of focus do I need to put into my life this year? You know, is it being more still? Is it being more present? Is it, is it growth particularly? Is it, mine last year was mission and it was so clear. I heard be on mission, on mission. And it was confirmed through several different friends, through a a sermon at church, just different things like that. Like once you sit with this, if this is something you desire to do, then look for it and he will send you the confirmation. But if you don't, that's okay too. I just wanted to talk to the ones that are interested in this and maybe feel like, oh gosh, it's January the 5th or whatever day it is. And I don't have it yet, right? Also, If you are, you still got your tree up and your house is still a mess, all right. If you took it down and it's clean as a whistle and you're loving it and rocking and rolling, great. Wherever you are is fantastic. And just to like, spoiler alert, there is nothing magical that happens on January the 1st. You know, all these years, I did spend time thinking it was. Like now, I love the way it feels. Don't get me wrong. I think for me, though, I've been kind of listening to just sort of my intuition and like feeling this this week. I'm like, why am I so excited to move into January when I know what I know, right? Nothing magical has happened. I don't just get some cup of willpower or, you know, some new like booster pack or I don't get anything special. Like, what is it? And I think for me is that last quarter of every year there, it's just a lot. You know, I feel like as soon as Halloween hits, it's just crazy town, whether it's, you know, in my business as a hairstylist, it's the holiday cooking and the food and the the scheduling and the planning and just the holidays themselves and budgeting for Christmas presents and, you know, a lot of decision making. And then it could be other things like finishing up your medical expenses to like do it, finishing up taxes, whatever. It's just last quarter's a big deal. And it can be really awesome. I'm not saying it's stressful or anything like that. I'm just saying, I feel like when January comes around, I'm like, okay, cool. I enjoyed the holidays. I enjoyed my people. Now it's go time. For me, it's just a more of a freshness of just like, okay, cool. Now I can have more intention because I feel like I don't have as much focus that end of the year. 
on on other things as I do in the beginning, if that helps and makes sense. And if anyone can relate, I hope that's, that's helpful for you. And I know some of you, because some of my clients, I know you're listening right now and y'all are like on it. You have already, you got your word, you got your goals, you got your intentions, you got your new planner and it's so beautiful and you have stickers and you have colors. You go girl. I love it. And I love that about you. And that's not me. Like, yes, I'm kind of the in-between. I'm not the whole fly by the seat of my pants girl, but I'm also like, well, I've got a list going. I've got some ideas going. So I just want to share that with you. And as I transition, before I kind of share with you how I feel about when we are thinking forward, we also need to talk about how we just don't want to dismiss last year either. I want you to at least spend a little bit of time looking at the 2022 because I'm as I'm recording this podcast, it is January 2023. If you're listening to this down the road later in the years, that's the beauty of podcasts. And you can use this every year, okay? But I want you to spend some time looking back. And I want you to kind of just sit through the year in your mind, get really quiet, skim through the year, January, February, March, just kind of go through. I want you to write down things like I want you to celebrate your wins. I want you to celebrate the things that you're super proud of. So maybe exciting things like my daughter graduated in May of last year, things like that. And as you all know, I also got separated in April of last year. So there's going to be different seasons throughout the year that you're going to have some wins and you're going to have some things that maybe were challenging. There may be some struggles, but I also want you to look back and spend time in celebration for a few moments and feel what that feels like. And then also the things that might have been a struggle may have been a challenge. Maybe there's some grief and regret. I want you to ask yourself, what did you learn What lessons can you now take into the next year? Did you behave in a certain way? Did you lose your cool? Okay, fine. What what did you learn from that? How can you take that on? Did you make choices that were not serving you? Okay, great. What lessons have you learned? This is not an opportunity for you to just make yourself feel bad. Okay. This is, this is really a healing process because then guess what you're going to do? You're going to release all that. Whatever that looks like for you, you can write all this down on paper. You can verbally do it. You can have your own little dance party. You can rip it up. If you're a writer and you write all this down and you celebrate, I think that's the best way to do it because you're going to be able to spend a little bit more time on it. Rip it up or burn it. It's that simple. Okay. So I want to share that with you. Now let's transition into these words, these buzzwords that we hear. And I I thought this was so interesting because I was, just so you know, when when I go back and think about earlier versions of me, Michelle, I was sold out to some of this stuff like self-improvement and self-help and new year, new me, fresh start. You know, I was wrapped up all in that junk. Well, when you think about it, like new year, new me, what does that even mean? Like, I'm not new. Yes, I'm going to make some new choices, but like, why would I want to start brand new? Like, because I have a lot of lessons and I have a lot of memories. So it's just kind of silly. And then the fresh start. That doesn't mean I want to um, get rid of everything else and start brand new. But here's what I found interesting. I'm going to read a couple of definitions for to you, and I want you to think about this. So self-improvement means the improvement of one's knowledge, status, or character by one's own efforts. Okay? 
And then self-help means the use of one's own efforts and resources to achieve things without relying on others. Did you hear that? Both of those, self-improvement and self-help, is all about you doing it yourself on your own with no one else's help. Now, does that make any sense to you? As a grown woman, does that, does that make any sense? Why in the world would I ever want to try to grow and improve on my own without a community, without God? That goes against everything that he even says. Like he is going to help you. He is going to help you improve. And when he does it, it will be what he wants and it will be exactly what you need to be in walking into the woman you need to be. So this was so fascinating for me when I think about these words that we've all been trapped in, that we've all been wrapped up in because they sound great. I never have loved the self-help because it did feel kind of a little bit like, how if I need help, how am I going to help myself by myself? Like, doesn't that mean, doesn't the idea of getting help mean you reach out to communities, coaches, counselors, pastors, teachers, friends, anyone? It just doesn't make sense why. And we were not made to do this alone. And I'm going to tell you, as sort of a side note to all this, the enemy will make you think that you're supposed to do this by yourself. Oh, nobody needs to know, or they won't understand, or it, you know, it's too much time investment to work with someone. It's too much money. You can do this by yourself. Just keep reading the books, keep praying. See, that's what he'll do too. He'll keep telling you, you know, if you just go to church more, or if you just read your Bible more, or you just pray more, like you can figure this out. When he knows good and well that you are stuck in a trap that he's got you in, that he's helping you stay there. And even though, like, that's the whole point about the enemy. He knows the Bible. He knows it better than we do. He was an angel for goodness sakes. And if all this is kind of over, kind of like, whoa, what is she going in here? I'm just, all this is just coming from my spirit right now because this is what I'm seeing happening. Women are not getting help because they're isolating themselves and they're not asking. And it's time for you to capture that lie and go, wait a minute. I am not made for that. God made me for community and he made me to get support and he made me to trust him. And it's not my actions of doing more and being something else that's going to heal me. We have to put the effort, but he is, that's where he's, you're going to get help. So start with him, sit down. That's one of my first pillars inside of the program, inside of anything is really getting authentically honest and be honest, be honest of what's going on in your life and what's going wrong in your life, in this relationship with alcohol, and then surrender. You've got to surrender. You've got to say, Lord, I've been doing this on my own. I have tried to do it the way I think I should do it. I've tried to do it by myself and I need help. What do I do? Where do I go? Help me. And if you will do that and he will, he will guide you and he'll provide the resources. He'll provide the people. Okay. So I wanted to share that first. And we'll collectively take a deep breath because if you can tell, I'm a little bit pumped up this evening. This is evening. It's actually almost eight o'clock PM here. And I just, man, this stuff just came to me this afternoon. I was like, okay, I got to talk about this because there's so much pressure with the new year. There's so many of these things that we think we have to be. And I'm just telling you, you should be listening to this. If you listen to it the morning it drops, it is January 5th. And if it's somewhere later in the week, it still applies to you. Take a deep breath. You don't have to be 
this new version or make these decisions yet, even if it's February, it's okay. All right. So can I share a letter that I wrote? Okay. Thank you. (laughs) I hope some of you actually just nodded your head, right? So I'm just going to read it because it explains everything that I need to share with you and you'll get where I'm coming from. So this is something that I wrote. She answered, I'm happy you're back. I had the opportunity to be near the place where I grew up recently. I just wanted to see what my old house looked like and if there were any changes in the area. I was coming from a place of curiosity and openness as I was driving down River Road towards the neighborhood. My first notice was how short the journey was. I remember that road being longer when I was a little girl. And as I turned onto Woodson Road, I saw a lot of familiar homes across the road that had been there for many, many years. I'm guessing my neighbors are long gone by now because they were older when I was a younger child. Our house was the first house on the right as you entered, so I slowed down to take a look. It was so sweet and simple, and it seemed so much closer to the road than I remember. So much smaller than I remember, but such a sweet little house that my parents worked very hard to build. There used to be a swing on the front porch where my dad and I would hang out together and he taught me how to whistle. It was no longer there. My mom and I would spend time around the edges of the house planting flowers and plucking up weeds. Out back, there were many years that we had a garden. As a little girl, I didn't really enjoy the work, but it's really cool that I got to experience a little bit of growing a garden. The neighbors that were right beside us still had homes there. Everything just looked a little different and a little older. As I continued to drive, I remember walking down this road with my dad and having many conversations and talks about life. At any time I was in trouble at school, I would slip a note from the teacher in my pocket and utilize the sweetness of my dad on these walks to sign it without telling my mom. What was all woods full of pine trees so far and so thick that you couldn't see through now was full of houses in a beautiful neighborhood. I continued to the end of the street to see the lake where I spent many hours squishing worms, fishing with my dad, and getting dirt under my fingernails. That too seemed way smaller than I remember as a little girl. I can see all the way around the lake from the window of my car. I didn't remember this lake being so small. As I turned the corner, I felt the tears begin to come to my eyes. I noticed with curiosity because I knew that it wasn't my current current self that had those tears. I felt calm and neutral at that particular moment. I took the cul-de-sac and headed back up to the road to slow down for one more look at my sweet childhood home. As I was looking, I felt more tears come up. I also felt this tightness in my chest. It didn't feel like fear or anxiety or pain. It felt more like a gentle squeeze or a hug right around my heart area. In reaction, I immediately turned on the radio to distract myself from the tears. In the next moment, I was turning it back off because this version of me doesn't do that anymore. She doesn't distract, she doesn't cope, and she doesn't ignore. She explores, she is open, and she wants to see what she needs to see or hear and is open to learning at this moment. It felt like the little girl inside of me was around the age of seven 
and that she had something to say, so I merged onto the highway and headed back home where I currently live. I simply asked her, is there something that you want to tell me? And in a gentle whisper, she said, I'm happy you're back. At that moment, the tears flooded down my face, and I shared with her that I'm happy I'm back as well. We drove, we cried, we rejoiced. April Michelle has been on a journey of unbecoming all the things that people said she was. The things she believed about herself that weren't true. The ways that she hid behind control, people-pleasing, avoiding, overhelping, and all the many patterns that kept her safe, or at least she thought that they kept her safe in the moment. I began this journey over five years ago, and I will continue the rest of my life. I always thought that self-improvement was more about being the better version of you, and now I know where that is partly true. What is most true is the journey is unbecoming and getting back to the original you. The you that God designed in intimate detail. The you that was created full of love, joy, and peace. The you that was made exactly how you were designed to be made. I reminded her in that moment that she is strong. She is brave. She is beautiful. She loves adventure. She is funny. She is creative. And she is love. This path looks very different for each of us. It's not linear. It's not a clear roadmap, and it's not something you can really see in advance. It's about coming back home to yourself. It's about grace. It's about rest. It's about saying yes to yourself and the experience. It's about love and knowing that you are loved and that you were created by love. I will never forget this day. I'll never forget this moment. I am so grateful for my willingness to do the really hard stuff to let my guard down and my walls down, to feel all the emotions and allow the healing to take place. I'm thankful for some really amazing people that have stood by me, held my hand, shined the light, and supported me on the way. I am so blessed and so honored as I sit here as the woman I am today. I look forward to seeing who April Michelle is going to be in five years and in 10 years. The journey will continue. Little Michelle... I'm glad I'm back too, sweet girl. That is the journey, ladies. And if you noticed, I'm not done. I'm continuing for the rest of my days. But I would love for you to go back and listen. And listen again. And I want you to put yourself in those shoes. And I want you to ask yourself... What do I need to unbecome? And how am I willing to move forward? Am I willing to feel it? Am I willing to do the hard stuff? Am I willing to to let go of the lies? And I want you to sit for a moment. If you can find some quiet space after listening to this letter, I bet you if you can find some space, your little girl will perk up. Because I believe intuitively She's ready because of this experience that we're having together right now. So just check in. See how she's doing. Let her know that she's loved. And let her know that she's continued to be loved. And that you're here. 
and that you're ready to to unbecome, unlock the lies, and become set free. For any of you that want to share how this experience was for you today, please email me at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. And as always, I'm here to support you when you're ready. Until next time, stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. This is what helps the show grow and helps more women to get their hands on the support so they can choose to reduce their drinking or quit altogether like I did. Go join the community and say hi over on Facebook by searching Set Free Sisterhood. I will also put the link in the show notes. You can also connect with me for a one-on-one discovery call at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. And I want to ask, how do you want to feel in the next six months? Who are you becoming? Are you ready to grow? I see you and I've got you. Until next time, stay blessed.